0: The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack Newman. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Ben Howard. And I really should not always come first because I realize I change you guys up. And as we're doing this, I feel like really egotistical, always coming first. Now I know, I know the host comes first, but always I I guess like I host the most on this show, and I, I feel sort of like bad about it. You know, like. Here's Jack swinging his dick around. Like I, I, I don't, I do know. Sorry, I, you know, it's, this is it's that kind of really day. Really,
1: way too late for you to to, to reconsider your your <laughs> to, your swagger here. My my, my <laughs> dick swingingness. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Like we're 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 like uh we're like I don't know like more than a hundred episodes into my podcasting character, so I guess I am. Screwed. Yeah, we
1: need to branch <laughs> off and do another podcast if you want to do a different persona right. that doesn't have a dick right. swinging problem because it's okay. way too
0: late. For I I have a, So my persona here has a a dick problem do i do i trevor why don't you elaborate your analysis on
1: this i i i I, am just i'm just uh you know using your metaphor man
0: (laughs) okay great great (laughs) okay talking about swagger today we're going to be reviewing solo a star wars story uh this has so many bloody twists and turns it's gonna be a fun podcast today guys uh there was no trailers that we wanted to do correct guys yeah nothing nothing interesting now that I saw.
1: Yeah. that's that I can recall.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I should have done that before the show or asked. But yeah. anyways. Doesn't matter now. Um, yeah. Today... Board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story! An all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters the notorious gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course of one of Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. That was a lot of spit. Sorry. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So this, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to start off a little bit because I'm, I'm interested to see it. There's a lot of things happening around it. Uh, you know, it's one of the first unsu- quote unquote, <laughs> quote unquote, definitely big quote unquote unsuccessful Star Wars movies. Yeah. Uh, it's a spinoff story. I know like a hundred. So it had a hundred and three million open four day box office and it's considered to be underperforming.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Open three day to eighty three million, which is uh, uh, half of what Rogue One opened to. So, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I think that yeah. uh, I'm I'm not surprised.
2: Worldwide, lower than what Rogue One opened domestically.
0: Right. This is the kind of thing where, like, on Memorial Day weekend, like last year, like. You know, I always feel like we were itching. My, my, my family is itching to get out of the house and go somewhere else and not talk to each other. Um, so like I always feel like we want to do a, a movie. And the fact that there was such uh, like everyone was against going to see Solo this weekend kind of told me, like, it or at least in terms of my, my local taking the temperature of how people feel about this movie, it's that oh god, they're going too far. Or, um, as I like to hang, uh, you know, as I theoretically like to call it, the last Jedi hangover, but that's maybe me. <laughs> That's definitely part mm-hmm. of
1: it. I think I was talking to my brother about this and so he was like, "Well, there's no point." And I was like, "Well, th- it's not like the premise of Rogue One was like that important or anything. They're like just closing a lore plot loophole was like if anything the reason for it to exist, it's not like it had any more reason to exist." But plot hole like, I
2: didn't even need think need filling personally, but you know. Right, but right. I was
1: just reading like another guy and like it, you could argue still we know what happens to Solo. We don't know what happens to those characters that we just met right. in Rogue One right. for the first time, except that we're not going to see them again. Ostensibly, they all die. I mean, so,
0: I mean, I like I like that. I like the. I like the I, I'm going to come out here and say like I actually quite like this movie. Uh, when it can kind of get over its own universe a little bit, like uh, maybe this is me in that like when it's just doing like the the space cowboy, you know, bang thing. I'm kind of, I'm kind of into it, you know, like it's nice to see Star Wars. You know, I, I said it when we did Rogue One. It's nice to see sp- Star Wars without Jedi. Uh, I think it's always a really cool take. And I think that this is a cool take as well. And it's just dripping with cool at times. It's also dripping ca- with
1: testosterone. I think that's, right, like, right, right, that's right. what some of the cool is.
0: Testo, uh, I mean, I, I guess yeah. you're right. At the same time, I don't. Like, are we, are we really calling Solo, saying it's dripping with testosterone? I don't necessarily know that that's right. I think
1: it would have to be in order for it to be Han Solo's story. I mean, that's what he is. He's like,
0: right, that, I, that would be my thing. It's like, I don't know that that's a criticism of your Han Solo movie. No, Do you know not what I mean? necessarily.
1: I think it's just interesting. Like, this is probably the most masculine, like, Star right.
2: Wars movie that's ever existed. That's all.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Whew, man, you want to weigh in on that, Ben?
2: <laughs> I mean, I would probably have to agree with that just because... If there's, I mean, I don't know if you want to just get to my general thoughts already, but... Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Dump, dump uh, I kind of hated this movie um, uh, from the start. <laughs> um, but just to talk real quick about the Masked thing, definitely it felt like this was a step back in terms of Disney-era Star Wars movies that have often had very... Uh, excellent and strong female characters. And in this movie, spoiler alert, we have uh Tandy Newton, who kills herself for no goddamn reason and bummed the shit out of me. Uh, oh, yeah. We have L37, who's like a roids act- droids activist who gets brutally murdered and black mirrored into the ship. So she has like no voice anymore. So she's like, her, like, everything that everyone loved about her, her voice is now gone. She's just part of the ship and she can never talk again. And then uh Kira betrays Han, which at least makes sense to me, but it's like, after uh, a whole other series, it was just like, "Damn, this <laughs> this just feels a little bit like backpedaling from where we were," and definitely feels like uh, a far
0: far cry from Ray. I okay, I, I guess, Lord, guys, Jesus, I mean, I, I, I guess I don't see all that. I don't see like because Star Wars exists because there are good female characters. I don't see them suddenly have negative female stereotypes is necessarily like a bad thing. I guess like you're saying it's testosterone. And I mean, Kira was from the beginning. I, I don't know. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh L3 is kind of weird. That whole bit is weird. I'm not going I'm I'm, to lie I'm, about that. We're going to talk a lot about L3. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting real L, L3 tired. L3 is of- a problem. Yeah. Wacky
2: robots in these movies—it's becoming a crutch of them. Right. Of like, right? And
0: and I think that's—I think that's what I would say. Like every movie has to have some sort of weird robot now, including Rogue One and all the other things. And it's just dumb. It's just a dumb well, device I, in these movies. You
1: could argue that. I mean, George Lucas opened Star Wars from the perspective of the droids. You could argue that the droid, the droids have always been right, 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 right. the but heart then, of the okay, universe. And what first off, so there's well. the,
0: there's no attempt in any other Star Wars movie to broaden the droids, which is why everyone's talking about this particular L three unit because it's like droid rides, droid rides. is first. It's the first Star Wars canon. Universe thing that's saying oh yeah droids Are oppressed <laughs> like yeah why Has the, you know the big reason that it's a big deal Is that it just hasn't come up in the rest of the Star Wars right. movies and, and then my point Is is like yes he's ripping off You know hidden he's written off hidden Fortress and that's a really great way to open a movie But then it continues to be From the perspective of the people in hidden fortress Whereas the droids are just in the background and it never tells Us about the droids thing because they're supposed to be Proxies for the audience which is the problem And that like because the proxies For the audience were never were never supposed to realize that like droid rights are like a super big issue, and right, like, the rest of the Star he, Wars He films. uses
1: them more as a like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, right? Dead yes, exactly. Device and that's
0: though. and that's fine for George Lucas. And that's the problem is, is that as we dig deeper and bloody deeper into Star Wars because we have to mine this thing for all its fucking worth, you know, these problems come up, and now it's like a huge thing, and it's like, you know. Tell, I, I don't have a problem with the fact that George Lucas didn't go in for story reasons and like talk about droid issues, but like, this is just doing, this is just one of these things. It's like, they're like background universe legacy universe. Like, they're just like sort of like, Oh, don't you want to hear more about L3? You yeah. know, Yeah.
1: let me, okay. So let's, let's all go because L3 is like a big thing. My, my thoughts on L3 are that um yeah. Like Ben was saying, I love the, character i think it's probably one of the more successful droid characters because she is so flip about the whole Uh, I so let me finish let me finish (laughs) but uh at the time and you know i thought thinking about the movie afterwards i was like you know it's probably one of the better parts but in the movie at the time with my girlfriend knowing like and having my history of star wars always wondering like you were saying jack about like okay, the droids are people or not. Star Wars has always kind of been in this really gray area with that. It was like, do they need, don't they need it? Having it finally addressed in this film as like kind of a joke actually made me really kind of, like, roll my I can't remember what my reaction was. I kind of rolled my eyes and threw my hands up and, like, did a majority of things whenever right. equal rights stuff started coming out. It's like, now, after all this time, now right. we're doing exactly.
0: droids have equal right. <laughs> that's that's and it's just that's... in
1: this, like, one. What and what concerns me about it is that it's in this one off, jokey way, and that it's never going to happen again. It's not like the droids are going to get their own spin off movie, you know, if that happened, right. maybe that would be progressive. I don't know, Ben. What, what are your thoughts on L3? Because. We, Jack, and I have both said our piece. I,
2: yeah, I, 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 think I guess it's Jesus. like a similar. <laughs> I think it's like a similar, yeah, conflicted place. I'm. Ha- it's tough because I do love the actress, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who does this great.
0: Right, I agree.
2: She's this, and she did a great show called Fleabag, and she wrote this show called Killing Eve that's uh, really buzzy right now. And uh, she's just like she just like all, all these people in this movie are like at the top of like the cultural mindset right now like donald Glover right, has right. this is america and atlanta out right now and right uh alden Ehrenreich. i was more worried this is gonna ruin his career but i think he's just gonna kind of come out of this okay uh but he uh, was like this was like the culmination of showing up in coen brothers movies woody allen movies park jane wook movies like he was just in all these crazy stuff before he was 30 and then uh and then you know Amelia clark who um, has, of course, Game of Thrones as it's approaching its final season. So, like, you just have, like, these four people who are, like, at the top of their cultural cachet right now. So <clears throat> it's hard to sort of divorce some of that, <laughs> you know, from, like, I just love Donald Glover as a person versus how do I feel about his p- portrayal as Lando? Well, we pretty well, good, you know, but, like, okay. uh, but with L3, it's sort of a similar thing where it's like, I could see the Phoebe Waller Bridge. Uh, she did the mocap for the performance, which is really good. And uh, I-, I really enjoyed Her presence on the show, but I agree that, like, mostly I found the droid stuff kind of annoying. That said, when it turns into a droid riot, it's pretty funny. Mostly because it kind of showed that a lot of her, and this is where you kind of go from, a lot of her voice is like nonsense. It's just more something that she says. Like, she doesn't actually have plans. She just did something she screams about. So when she actually has rights, she's like, I don't know, just go free your other brothers. I don't know, leave me alone. And so it turns to more of a riot, which is uh, deeply funny and gonk droid. Anytime I see Gonk-Droid doing something, it's always good. So <laughs> I can't deny whenever I see like, a Gonk-Gonk, uh, it, it warms my heart. But overall, I think, yeah, she was just kind of, like a lot of this film, a little bit uh, all over the place. It felt like it was like kind of part of one of eight narratives that all don't really get fleshed together. This whole thing feels like half of a TV series to me. Like It's like half of a TV series, we watched the mid-season finale, and now... There's probably not going to be, it's not going to be picked up for the rest of the series. And that's part of my problem with this 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 movie, is that it just kind of, it just kind of drudges along. It never kind of builds to anything. Um, and it, it kind of doesn't really have any sort of narrative thrust to me. It just kind of slowly uh, deflates over time. Even if I did like the last 20 minutes most of all, just because finally a Star Wars movie kind of slows down and has a little bit of atmosphere and pace some have been dying for these last three movies to do um but by that point i just didn't care about the characters so it didn't really matter much to me yeah when you bring up like the
1: slowing down for the atmosphere of the like the star wars universe i do feel like this was one of the most successful star wars films in terms of just letting us have like that lived in universe since the whole revival you know like the main films have been so preoccupied with the legacy and the older characters and where that's all going and what's the new take on star wars Rogue One was, like you were saying in our review of that before, just so fucking fast-paced. Um, I think this is at least maybe one of the more positive things you can say for Solo, is that it actually uh, is a nice, pleasurable ride through the actual Star Wars world that we've got right. in a long time. Right, and, that,
0: and that's going to be the jump-off point that I say. You know, I guess, like, for me, in the previous Star Wars movies, like I think that's where I come from this a little bit more positive. And let me try to understand it, because I'm not... I have a hard time disagreeing with a lot of what Ben's saying. And I, and I agree with his plot pacing issues and a lot of what it's saying. But at the same time, for me, Star Wars has, um, while in the thrust of being more inclusive, done really, really well. And I agree with that. I think as a whole, the narrative thrust of kind of the movies have lost their way. Yeah. What and is because, this movie about? <laughs> well, no, no, not this one. This one actually does. This one doesn't have to be about something. And that's what's cool about it to me. The problem with. The Last Jedi and a little bit The Force Awakens is that, like, they're they're so about the previous Star Wars movies that it's hard to get a vibe or an understanding of what the fuck is happening or what the main core issue will be because there's, like, this dialectic happening that's on such a different level that it's just kind of shitty to me sometimes that I just, like, I don't want to engage with it in the same sort of way, which is because, especially when it's considering that, like, the original Star Wars does not have this level of discourse happening inside right. it because it's primarily in a fun action movie and that's one of the things that I think I really like about this thing is that when I watch Solo it I get a lot of the it's, it's this is of the newer movies gives me the most Star Wars vibe right not it's not as well constructed as the original Star Wars not saying that but in terms of the movie that left me feeling like Star Wars this one was the most one And know and I'm not a little bit nervous because you guys are saying oh it's the most testosterone based one yeah but you know, the original Star Wars are adve- action-adventure movies, I'm not that's kind of what I want them thing. to be. I think
1: it's, you know...
0: No, no, I, it's in, it's in, it's implicitly a bad thing.
1: Well, I mean, like Ben was saying, we've had uh, strong female, well, arguably strong female leads. Arguably. There, uh, arguably. Yeah, for the past That's uh, arguably. reboots, but yeah.
0: <laughs> on, on, well, who are we talking about? Not...
1: Uh, uh, who are we talking about? Both. Because I'm, I'm
0: not going to argue about Rey, but like in Force Awakens, she's a passenger. Yeah.
1: Right. And and Rogue I mean not One Force is.
0: Awakens. You know, not Force Awakens, uh Rogue One, Rogue One. What's her yeah, place? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Jen Erso, yeah, yeah. Jen Erso, yeah.
1: Right. The plot happens around her.
0: Correct. Um, and that that, and that like I don't think she's not a strong female character. She's a she's a placeholder. I mean everyone right. in that movie's a placeholder, that's my big problem What no, no, I, I agree with that. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm like one. One strong female character does not make a village, guys. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, well, I mean, <laughs>
2: I I do like. I mean, everybody fucking hates Rose, but I do like Rose, and I do like Admiral Holden ah. as well. So
0: I, I mean, I have no well. problem with Rose. I have I have so many problems with the with the Last Jedi, which is which is funny. I just like you know, I don't hate the character. I don't hate the design of the character. I don't hate. <sighs> it's not. It's not. A,
2: I've made a moratorium and never talking about last Jedi and Trump. I just don't want to ever talk about him again. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. And it's one
0: of those things where it's like it's. I, I like. I don't like. I. I we're, we can't even get mad at each other about it it's anymore. Exhausting. You know. <laughs> it's, it's exhausting. Like I just don't care. I, I can't don't believe care. It's, it's only like, no five point. months
2: ago. Like it feels like it was two years ago. It feels like it's been. It, so yeah, long. it feels
0: like there was like a there was a whole cultural split over the last Jedi that like we have not dealt with honestly. No. <laughs> it, it's funny to go back. Have you listened to our cast? about it because like i've never like you know we i were actually, like, anything
2: i just can't like, as as it <laughs> that's yeah. the thing
0: I with think...
1: the new trilogy is you're so aware that you're watching a star wars movie it's like you're living you're you're, you're always looking backward yeah. so like ben can't stand the fact of looking backward to return to a thing that is in turn looking backward R- because right which is like makes you feel old <laughs>
0: <laughs> which i guess is my upsetting thing here because like this is this felt Fun and, and yeah, it was dumb. Like there was no date. I but the cast was so think it was, was super light. I think there were
1: some dumb moments. Oh, one one of them was, being, that I thought it was dumb. I'm was not. Was not really I mean,
0: dumb. I'm not. I love you, Trevor. I, I like that's. There was some fucking dumb moment to moment scene transitions. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was. Like I was. The plot in...
2: was. I was in pain during the start of this movie. I thought the dialogue in this movie, in general, <laughs> was so bad. I can't believe it's the guy who wrote I, *Empire Strikes Back* because, like, from the beginning, everyone talks of Wikipedia synopsis. They're like, "You have to get off. You have to get this to get off this station and get off. Get off oh, our lives. Yeah. Yes, we have to get our thing and move on." And I'm just like, every fucking time, well, like, I mean, every he, line. Of di- no. And that's the thing with Han Solo. Is Han Solo is generally like clever and like he has a funny retort. In this movie, everything he says is so. On the nose, and so purposeful and so serious. It's just like every. I mean, that's the difference of of being a passenger in a movie and
0: being. Sorry, I'm sorry.
2: No, I mean that's why I thought that's why so many people, including myself, thought it was so dumb to make a Han Solo movie to begin with because Han Solo is is a character who shows up and you get that person, you automatically right, and
0: I I agree. And now he's like got to be he's got to be the inciting force for this movie, and thus has to say a lot of dumb stuff instead of his generalized one-liners. You turn Um, him into Luke, you know, you turn him into right. He he does. He is literally the he's like dark Luke, and that's just that's kind of dumb. And I get that. But at the same time, like, you know, that's that's complaining about the existence of a Han Solo movie and trying to make his character deeper without making him Han Solo. Like do a Casino Royale thing instead of doing like,
2: well, they try that with like Kira betraying him. And that's why he's so hard. And
0: and, I and I I think that's kind of clever. I think it works a little bit. Uh, I think Kira as a character concept is maybe perhaps a little bit dumb. Yeah. Yeah. but like as a whole, I think I guess, I guess that's the thing. Is like I understand Ben your gripes about this plot, and I don't. I think it's dumb too. I think it's, I think it's it's especially its decisions to go where it goes and what it does are just like can, dumb. And can, who betrays who is really dumb. I just really need
1: us to delineate what this movie was. I'm sorry, just for me, like what are the conflicting forces in this movie? What was this about? Like because to an extent, like the uh, the loss of Kira is like oh she's a survivor kid. She's not going to trust anybody. She's going to just do what she needs to do to get done, which is what Han does to an extent. But then she has that scene with him. True sure is like, I know who you are, you're the good guy. And he's like, What are you talking about? I'm a terrible person, i shoot people all the time. But like, he's better than you no. Know, I think, I think it's, her, I think it's, I, I think guess. this is
0: a movie cutting out the existence of uh, it's, it's re- This movie is almost a response to the last Jedi's oh god, Antonio, what's his freaking name? The dumb, Benicio. S- yeah, Benicio del Toro, Benicio. Oh Jesus. <laughs> that dumb character in the Flash Jedi. Oh wait, that could be a lot of things. Um just, he's just he's just baiting for the hacker. I I know. I don't know why. I'm so I I've just made this way, guys. <laughs> like, you can't say I'm his name. But made... No, I'm joking. But uh I, I just man. think he's a, he's like a direct response suggesting that like there is like, you know, room for chaotic neutral. Is that what it is? But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, where Kvira is like chaotic evil he's chaotic good and that's kind of making a justification for solo as something in the middle but, uh, of
1: like an ethical gray space in a melodrama. Of right, light, right, exactly. Light versus dark, yeah. Which uh, is, again,
0: Ben's right, it ties back to the issue of making a side, a really beloved side character uh, into a main plot, which is going to be super dumb when they do a Boba Fett movie because, like, oh you know, Boba Fett's a antagonist. He's there. He's intimidating. That's the whole fucking point is that he's in somebody else's movie and he's but
1: scary. You, you have a good point that he does, he does turn into... the Luke good guy because he does make the decision to hand the um, MacGuffin hyperdrive material to the resistance instead of what did you guys instead of keeping it from spell? oh my god that that pissed me
0: off the fact that it was hyperdrive material and it just it was the first saying of it and it's just like justifying last jedi pissed me off so much because they just oh there's now gas sorry that was just like such a what about it
1: was justifying something in last jedi yeah i don't know
0: because it's all about like the fact that hyperdrives actually need gas now and that's the whole point in the last jedi
2: Oh, right. they're, they're actually talking about fuel uh, for the first yeah. time, which they've never talked about before. Right. They've yeah,
0: never talked yeah. about fuel before. It happened in The Last Jedi. And then in the next movie, they're like, yeah, this really valuable fuel. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you, don't,
1: you don't feel like that's just making the Star Wars universe more gritty and real. You feel like it's uh, taking away from the fantasy of it.
0: Well, I th- well, first off, yeah, like I mean, no, that's never the angle I'm coming from. Like I was, ang- I was angry, and the I was angry, and the Force Awakens when they had when they had X wings in atmosphere with their wings in attack position because X wings when they're in atmosphere do not. Oh, open don't up get their me X.
1: started on the lore and the science because yeah, those bombers sick. in Last Jedi when they have those yeah huge tough. impractical bombers, I'm like, where are the Y wings, guys? where are the fucking yeah. y-wings are, okay right. Right. don't get right. me yeah. started awesome, on that shit are, like,
0: the, <laughs> or the fact that like technology in the last 20 years in space where space technology should be flying past and like every battle there should be new bombers I mean, that's, there's no like advancement it's still a fucking x-wing that's whatever the same,
2: same thing in kotor i mean you go all the way back to four thousand years ago it looks exactly the same <laughs> like
0: it's, just, it's like an x-wing it goes exactly the same thing or like the you know lightsaber technology like hasn't advanced at all or any of this stuff it's it's you you know, the whole point is that Star Wars is dumb. Stop because it's, no, because it's, it's supposed to weird. be, it's supposed to be knights and magics and rogues in space. So fucking do that, assholes. Stop <laughs> trying to fucking explain hyperdrives to me. I don't give a fuck so, because if I did, I'd be watching fucking Star Trek. Right.
1: And I True. think you could argue that with, um, what's his name coming on from Star Trek to direct the first. Force Awakens maybe kind of put Star Wars more in this sci-fi yeah, but- track than the fantasy is- no, abrams
2: I mean- star trek movies are basically star wars movies like
0: exactly and that's that's a that's the criticism is like the cross-pollination of both is hurting both and it's yeah. cr- it's killing both's identity it would be my argument because like it's not abram's fault it's the fact that abram's got his sticky fingers in every fucking sci-fi universe there is oh okay because i just wanted to make it all abrams fault. all right, you're right. right. It's, probably so- not it's probably not that it's probably not that no i'm sorry i'm sorry no, i'm he's right like getting- the
2: discovery starting it's like Bond and Bourne movies and Mission Impossible, like they're all kind of starting to feed into each other, you know. And it's the same thing with Star Wars and Star Trek. Like, Star Trek Discovery feels like a Star Trek, Star Wars TV show more often than it feels like a Star Trek TV show because it's more about, like we said, those big grand operatic right. battles and things like that. Right. And,
0: and, and I guess, I guess that's where, like, I like, I don't hate this movie because, like, you know, I don't disagree that it's taking steps backwards, but in certain ways it feels to me like it's taking steps backwards from all the stuff that to me is not as good. And maybe, and you know, you can get mad at me for not liking the last Jedi. I mean, that's like an argument we're never going to have again because we literally can't have it again. (laughs) Yeah. We should stop talking about it. But, but I know I'm just saying like, I don't honestly guys, if anyone actually bit at my bait, I would apologize profusely because I I don't want to do it.
2: This is why I'm the opposite of you because this movie is everything I I was terrified about and worried about Disney movies and, and come to fruition it is literally every single han solo movie happens in this movie in two weeks <laughs> he gets the vest he gets the ship he meets Chewie, he goes oh, on the kessel yeah. run he gets betrayed by his love right. like right he goes right. to meet java so he and, so apparently yeah. he just sits on his ass for the next 10 years and nothing happens for him for the rest right of his life, i was you know? feeling
1: that at the end too i was like wait right. a minute like he, he's he just has, just a has to age a
2: lot like, <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so like a lot of it a is lot just Star Wars porn. Hey, here's Darth Maul, and but even though he's dead in Rebels, but some of you don't know that, so why don't you clap for a bit? And like, hey, oh, we always wanted to see Chewie be a badass, so now he like is body-slamming people like Kane Hodder and The Undertaker. Like, it's just, like, to me, it, it is it is everything that I kind of hate about fanboyish culture. To me, it is a fanboyishly written movie, and Lawrence Kasdan's son is, admittedly, a huge Star Wars fanboy. That's why there's so many deep, deep Star Wars cuts in this movie. Like, having Warwick Davis's tiny role in Phantom right. Menace come back yeah. and mentioning yeah. a random character from Clone Wars. And, like, it, it is... And, and that's where I just disagree in that I don't care, and I also find that stuff deeply infuriating. I want Star Wars to make its own stories. I love Nice Old Republic because it said, hey, let's go 4,000 years before the original trilogy. Nobody's going to be in it. No Luke, no Han, no Chewie, no Darth Vader, no nothing.
0: We're going to tell our oh, own story see, okay. in this Please universe. You do that with a video game, though. This exactly. is a problem, though. I, I agree and disagree with you because, like, you're right. It is... Ripping off a lot of deep fan cuts. Well, to be
1: fair, I think there's, but it's less still, of that here it's still
0: more, One. it's still more fucking original than the majority of all the other Star Wars films out there. Maybe in a bad way, but it's definitely like its own fucking story as opposed to like like the last Jedi arc being like a literal fucking representation of the previous star Wars movies. And also like rogue one, I guess rogue one is probably the most original outside of this. Oh, you Uh, think?
1: Yeah. I mean, just by nature, I think there's more fan service in rogue one than there isn't. So I would
0: totally agree. would be the thing that I would say. It's more uh, it's
2: more blatant and bad in Rogue One. I'll definitely say that much. Like, it's yeah, more like and I, th- I think that's still well, audiences.
0: Because like, like, that was my thing with this, is that the fan service here is deep fucking cuts. Well, it's deep Ben's legacy point, cuts. Let's, I think that the strongest I mean,
1: point in Ben's argument is Darth Maul. So he brought up Darth Maul, so let's talk about Darth Maul. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't know <laughs> if there's much more to say to, there, like, but... It I took like me we, out of I feel, of the feel like movie. we've said everything we need to say about
0: it.
2: Yeah, it was weird. It felt like just such a tacked-on thing. Like Vader, everyone calls tacked-on, but I actually don't mind Vader in Rogue One, because Vader was that character and it makes sense to me oh, like
0: that's fucking cool like yeah. that was that vader scene is fucking cool too but and the whole it's thing like with
1: darth Maul. he never talks <laughs> and then they give him this <laughs> like this voice from like oh he talks he speaks yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's not
2: peter sarafinowicz who did the voice originally which i find fascinating because peter Serafinovich talks shit about phantom menace i don't know if that's the reason i just find that interesting <laughs> that's all i'm saying right um, right but uh yeah no and that's the thing yeah he doesn't talk and he turns on his lightsaber for no reason <laughs> like just to be like oh remember yeah
0: dark <laughs> he had two blades and not one <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i mean that's you're, you're correct and also like that's not and like it's we not said, a great
2: moment spoiler alert for if you haven't watched rebels uh he's dead in rebels so it's very weird right. to th- show him in like right. halfway through his storyline his canon storyline
0: yeah. And and I'll agree that like the the storyline in Rebels is better than anything in this movie <laughs> which is like Yeah,
2: yeah. And Rebels sounds- is
0: bananas and that's that's the great thing but still like, you know, it, it's a good it's a good Obi-Wan, you know, Darth Maul death duel in the desert. It's cool. And it just seeing him pop up here and I'm like I close, you know, I've closed the book on Darth Maul like Four times, <laughs> like, like, like I'm not joking. Like, literally, there was the first time, and like they tried, they literally closed up a storyline because they weren't going to use it again, even after uh, Clone Wars, because you know he dies in Episode One, theoretically. You know he lives in Clone Wars, and then he gets around in Clone Wars and gets his friend Savage Oppress. Holy fuck, Savage um, Opress. Oh man, it's funny. He's he, Don't he's just—it's really funny. Who is literally just like almost like a yellow, a yellow color-schemed mall, like a red yellowish color scheme to Maul. That's so a he's Ant-Man bigger. and the Wasp
2: is what you're saying. <laughs>
0: it's, right. It's <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. And then like – and it's really funny too because like, you know, Maul has like robot spider chicken legs for a while. Like he has right. spider I've legs and those. he's got chicken yeah. legs and it's always like he's the top half. And then Palpatine catches both him and Savage Opress, kills Savage Opress and you don't know what happens to Maul and that's the end of like Star Wars, uh, you know, the Clone Wars. And so like literally we've written him off twice already – and then he comes back in Rebels, and then he dies in, like, Obi-Wan's arms and, like, has, like, a really great moment with Obi-Wan. And now we're, like, opening the book. You know what? I
1: just can't. I literally was, like, m- look askance with my hands in the air in the theater. I didn't care if, any- if I was ruining that moment forever. I was like, what? What? It's just,
0: I, just- I, I know. I'm very, I'm very familiar with that, like, Trevor reaction. He's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> That's like every other week with Darling in the Frogs. <laughs>
2: Well, do you guys want to? Um, did we want to talk about the director shakeup for this movie? Because yes, please. Could you go into yeah, it? Because I'm
0: not that. super familiar.
2: Sure. So, yeah, if there's one thing uh, you like Star Wars right now or not, you can definitely agree something. Something needs to change about the way Lucasfilm makes movies because <laughs> this is our second anthology film and the second major director shakeup. But a little more notable than than Rogue One, where the in Rogue One the director kind of stepped aside while they reshot the movie and was still on set and took the director's credit, but like. It kind of was taken away from him, from what I understand, but it's all kind of hush-hush. This one was a little more blatant. Um, So the original directors of these movies were Chris Miller and Phil Lord, who are known for making the 21 Jump Street movies. They made the Lego movie. They made Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. So they're sort of known for taking these these properties that nobody wants and making really fun uh, comedy movies out of them. Um, So I, I remember seeing Recall when it happened. Uh, and mysteriously, can't find any reactions to this online, so I think I have some, some, some tiny tinfoil hat theory. Uh, maybe Lucasfilm purged some of that. Um, but uh, anyways, moving past that, uh, they were three weeks away from finishing Principal Photography when it was announced they were leaving the project. It eventually came out they were fired. Um, sort of been going back and forth, but basically what the word is is that um, they thought they were trying to make more of a comedy movie with lots of improv and uh and and sort of a more humorous, almost Guardians of the Galaxy-ish uh thing. Uh Lawrence Kasdan was very unhappy with this. He uh only agreed to write The Force Awakens so he could write a solo movie. He likes like basically making a Han Solo prequel has been a dream of his forever. And um so he was very mad they weren't filming the script as written, uh, and they'd didn't want to uh, do basically the Gareth Edwards thing so they just were fired uh, Ron Howard came in originally only going to do a couple reshoots and pickups but they he did, he worked along so well with the cast and and kind of got the vision of the movie so quickly they decided well let's just pour a bunch of money into basically reshooting the movie all over again and And the uh, percentage right now is 70% but I would not be shocked if it's more like 80 or 90% uh, of the movie that we see is, is Ron Howard footage so that's why the movie costs so goddamn much. It's uh, Disney saying two hundred fifty million dollars, but Deadline has reported over three hundred million, which would make it one of the most expensive movies uh, ever made. Because they shot it twice. It's a, it's a Justice League thing, you know. Like basically, we realized mm-hmm. that Justice League was shot twice: once with Zack Snyder and once with uh, Joss Whedon, and it also cost three hundred million dollars for that reason. So, sort of a, a similar-ish uh, problem. Um, yeah, and so. I don't think this film suffers the way that suicide squad or rogue one suffers because I think so much of it was clearly reshot. shot. It is more just a straightforward. It feels like Lawrence Kasdan's vision or close to what he probably wanted. Um, but if you like me, were probably more excited for something, maybe a little more subversive and different. This isn't it. It is more that straightforward thing that I think Lucasfilm ultimately wanted and Chris Miller and Phil Lord were not so interested in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they can't fucking make anything along the lines of extra Star Wars story without, like, changing directors a couple of times or at least doing massive reshoots. So. Clearly, I, I don't think Disney. I think I think it's I think it's fair to say that Disney doesn't know how it wants to do this. It just knows that it really 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 wants to have extended Star Wars universe. It wants it it. I think like for Disney share price to continue to go up, it's pretty much a necessity that they figure out what the fuck they're gonna do after the third J- Star Wars movie to keep well, this going.
2: The thing they need to do is they need a, they need a, a Kevin Feige like the MCU. They need one person right. who understands the Star Wars universe, understands. And even if it's a direction I don't care about, like, at least focus on that direction. At least focus on, yeah. like, we're going to tell new stories or we're going to do expanded stuff. Or we're going to have a mix of both. Or, you know, we're going to do more like Rebels where there's going to be new characters, but the old character's going to come in as cameos or whatever. Like, you know, you're going to have to... There doesn't seem to be... There seems to be this constant thing where they'll get, like, Gareth Edwards is like, I want to make a gritty war movie. And they're like, eh. And then, like, Chris Miller for Phil Lord, we want to make a wacky comedy. And you're like, eh. Nah. You know, you need to figure out a Yeah, yeah, a that tone. needs to be
0: cut off the fucking at the fucking premise stage. There needs to be more talks about these things. And like and I'm sure that they they're like, Oh yeah, like, you know, I'm sure that like they wanted to do the war movie, but it's just like the exact nature of it was never agreed upon. Like it you know, how fucking dark we were gonna go. Like that's what like there needed to be that discussion.
2: Totally, totally. And they probably didn't like want, you know. Well, like oh, they got to test screenings and they're like, and well,
0: well, fuck me in a, in a fucking whatever. I don't know. Fuck right. And apparently, a... like,
2: they even edited, I heard that they edited a trailer for Solo and we're going to debut it at Celebration. And even the trailer, they were like, this is not going to play well. Um, so
0: yeah the fact that they the fact that they knew the trailer wouldn't play real tells you pretty much everything because like think how great the Suicide Squad trailer was dude like that's that, the Suicide that Squad trailer was
2: so good it ruined the movie <laughs> it's actually kind of impressive a little bit yeah mm-hmm. it's,
0: it's exactly it actually did that's actually that's actually fucking a thing we can say about movies fuck
2: isn't that crazy A yeah, trailer was so good that the studio was like we should make this more like the trailer
0: <laughs> let's hire the trailer company they obviously know how to make movies yeah dude, they could make oh, two God. hours oh, fucking did we Christ. ever have
1: that confirmed or or is it just so obvious? Yeah, I can't remember. that was confirmed. No,
0: that's, that's confirmed confirmed. It was, wasn't it?
2: Okay. That The final yeah. cut was like sort of a mishmash of the trailer company and the original cut. It's crazy. Yeah. I guarantee you all those like stupid title cards are from the trailer company. That's total trailer company move.
0: Yeah. Ugh. All right. Let's go ahead and score this bitch. Let's do it. Oh, Trevor, you're us, up first. This
1: made us talk about Suicide Squad again. No, <laughs> that no, really, that that really uh, that really scored like detracts from my reviewer's score from it a little bit. Um well, I'm just I mean- kidding. You should always
2: remember Suicide Squad before you rate something, because you have to remember, like, <laughs> you have to have a baseline. Was it
0: really know? that bad? Yeah. The answer is this movie is not as bad. Even I, I think even you, Ben, could no, miss as much as you hate it. It's not Suicide Squad bad.
2: It's it's yeah. functional. It's a movie. It is a movie. It, it, it is, is a
0: yeah. <laughs> it got up on screen and like had legs. You it know, had a, it had functional. a
2: story and it finished. It that, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I think, um,
1: as much as I actually love Woody Harrelson and seeing him, you know, I, it's weird. I, I don't feel like anyone would pin me as just like a huge Woody Harrelson fan. I don't love every movie he's ever been in or anything, but uh, I do like him a lot. And seeing him in a Star Wars role, I think, was the strongest point of this movie for me. Not that the rest of the cast, uh, like the the star was bad or anything like that. I think his performance just elevated the movie more than anything for me from an acting standpoint which is weird maybe to admit i don't know i i've just always liked him
2: um he Ramblin, just brings a naturalism but, um, that a lot of the actors struggle with on star wars because it's like it's star wars you know and yeah I, think, I don't know if
1: paul bettany needed to be in this i liked um, paul bettany
2: though maybe just yeah. I like paul bettany <laughs> and i yeah. wanted to have no work, i love you know?
1: I, I see i love paul bettany too i just had I, that character which interestingly just...
2: he was uh he was the most reshot character uh uh, Michael K. Williams from The Wire and Bordeaux Empire was going to be the original bad guy. He was going to be a mocap lion man, apparently, and uh, huh. couldn't come back for reshoots. So Paul Bettany literally texted Ron Howard, uh, and his text was adorable, which was, uh, Do you ever stay up on long wintry nights wondering why you're not starring in a Star Wars movie? <laughs> <laughs> and Ron Howard stick back, lol, I'll get back to you. And then he cast him from that, which I think is That's adorable. Great. All right. That's kind of adorable. Yeah.
1: I thought he was I mean, I thought he was good. I just that character maybe. I for what he probably did better with it than a lot of other people, but um
2: something else why, I, just ahead. real quick, I just want to say that's also why picking Ron Howard is smart because he's like the most lovable director in Hollywood and like it's hard to be mad at the guy. <laughs> You're just like, eh. yeah. uh I
1: have I've hated stuff that Ron Howard has done he, I don't too. like his yeah. movies, I
2: like him as a person, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't love but then you always remember um, Apollo 13. You're like, oh, right. Paul 13. So
1: good. I'm going to give it after talking and thinking about it, I mean, I kind of left the theater really ambiguous. I'm going to give it a five um, because just for one thing, the Darth Maul thing really took me the fuck out of the third act that felt, um, you know, tacked on as
0: hell
1: um and just it it was it was a big enough deal for me to feel differently about the movie that and something else when talked about is the score how much it makes use of old star wars score like all the other star wars movies i you know i generally appreciate that because like how are you going to do better than that you know it's leitmotif sometimes too so like how are we you know there's no reason not to do that i just felt a little exhausted with their use of it this time around um you know the star wars theme that plays like every time there's a dramatic upbeat where things start going right for like Han and Chewie in the cockpit is I just they did that so many times and the Kessel run they remix the asteroid uh dodging asteroid belt scene from Empire which I've always loved the music there and it was just this remix of it it's like oh this is the first time he does it so he does it again in Empire and so that makes sense it was just it was just just I don't know
2: it was
0: I guess I guess maybe that's the thing
1: a little too took me out of it because I was like oh yeah I remember this I love this scene. Yeah, in Empire. because when he's he's <laughs> doing his
2: own, he sometimes he's doing his own score, and I really like when he's doing that. It doesn't really sound like a Williams score. Like the Inference Nest theme has this crazy, like, Whoa, right. like this almost Sergio Leone wobbly vocals and which, i was like oh this is interesting this is different. which i
1: appreciated that choice so much because it's uh foreshadowing that these aren't the bad guys it's these children's voices in there for christ's uh, sake so there's like some innocence yeah. or something and the more and you'd hear it three times and by the third time it's just the voices to the extent that you're like oh okay they're the good guys like i actually enjoyed that a lot as far as the scoring goes but that was the most creative choice i
0: thought yeah right. yeah five for me um, all right so five for trevor uh what about you ben
2: uh, I guess time heals all wounds <laughs> because I'm a little less angry as I was before. And uh, and I can't deny that the one thing this movie does, which I'll, I'll raise my score from a four to a five, is what you're saying, which is fair, uh, that this is the first one that does feel like it's getting back to that old adventure serial uh, pace, which I do miss. Uh, as much as I do like Last Jedi, I contend that it is weird. <laughs> it's a weird movie. I don't want eight Last Jedis. I want one Last Jedi and then go back to kind of more fun extension of stereos um and i don't feel like uh, force awakens which tried to do that didn't really capture it it felt a little more hollow um this just kind of trapped into that i don't know if it was the bradford young cinematography which was very interesting and very moody sometimes too murky and dark for me but uh overall i thought was at least a little more interesting than uh i don't i don't like it as much as last jedi but like better than Rogue One and uh, Rogue One's version of Dark, which are just kind kind of dull. Um, And then, like I said, the score is kind of fascinating. Lando's enjoyable. Uh, I could watch. I I guess I just love games and movies. I always joke that I want a two hour long uh, X Men movie that's just Xavier and Magneto playing chess. And I could probably watch a two hour long Solo movie of just Lando and Han Solo playing cards. I really enjoyed those sequences. There was good payoffs on those. And and when it kind of gets into that, where it's just like kai's playing cards with a bunch of squiggle monsters around and uh and like a smoky keep your eye to yourself your eyes to yourself all of them (laughs) exactly when it's doing that kind of fun stuff uh it's it's working i just think overall i found it a, a slog and and the dialogue torturous and the story frustrating i guess i just want I think this movie would have just been better. I know it's a completely different movie, but like you do the same kind of heist movie with a band of rogues that has no Han Solo in it. I think it's a, a better movie because it's not tied down to those sort of bigger things. I think that's what we're coming to with Star Wars in general is that we need to just move away. I mean, I understand nine will have to because you know it's it's the episodes, but if we're gonna these anthology movies, let's let's try to stretch them out a little more. And like like you said, Boba Fett just bores me. Obi-Wan could be interesting if they do it more like a samurai movie. I always kind of want to see like a a Yojimbo Obi-Wan movie. But uh, I kind of feel like he's just going to be planet hopping like every other movie. And it's just going to be like, uh, okay. (laughs) you know. So here's hoping it's a little more interesting. But uh, uh, in general, Star Wars is not going to be fascinating me in the near future um, because of this movie. I'm kind of now at the pace where a lot of people are after The Last Jedi where I'm just like, oh. I guess we're just gonna keep spinning our wheels until we finally have to learn not to. Maybe the failure, the domestic in box office failure, this will change, but uh as it stands, it just kind of bummed me out. So But I'm more just kinda of bored by it than angry. So that's why I'm doing five. Meh, five.
0: Yeah, I uh, I disagree with you guys. It's cool. I uh, before you rate I it, give it,
1: I think I want to raise mine to a six because I just realized that I rated last that, like the, the Star Wars Revival Force Awakens of five point five. Also, I think it was just maybe fatigue between seeing this and Deadpool two, but and as being like both kind of the same sort of like uh, popcorn kind of Disney franchise thing. But like, I probably enjoyed this m- as much, if not more, than Deadpool two. If I'm being honest with myself, as many as the same uh, problems. Yeah.
0: I definitely enjoyed this way more than Deadpool 2. Yeah. Like, way more. Um, I give it I give it a seven. Uh, I Again, and I think all the reasons, like, I think that me and Ben are always going to be on, I feel like we're always going to be on the opposite divide of The Last Jedi, and so I think we're both exhausted. It's funny to me that you, you say that you're exhausted with Star Wars for, like, entirely different reasons, but I'm exhausted with Star Wars for the same, like, lost in its own narrative thing. Like, I'm tired of the gritty... Reboot of Star Wars. I'm tired of Star Wars having to mean something deep in our souls. Like, Star... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Star Wars succeeds by being the basic bitch of stories that was always <laughs> true and melodrama. Now, yeah. right it's a classic melodrama and now we're trying to build it off into something that like this is the problem with like us like having such fucking like rose tinted glasses about our past and being so sucked into fucking like uh, rose tinted glass culture like yeah Star Wars is awesome and it means something because it's that movie but as we go back and try to make the same thing happen twice you end up with this over fucking dramatic like thing that i just i never like and that's the thing that i liked so much about solo and i reckon i recognize it's false i literally cannot argue with ben about anything any of the faults that he pointed out i literally i have no problem with everything like l3 is dumb like all of this stuff is all of this not l3 herself but you know no, l3 is great, great but, I'm, but also
1: dumb
0: right right exactly <laughs> like the, the part is dumb um, and including that thing, but it's the same thing here, like you know, and it also made me upset that you guys were putting it along like, oh, it's so masculine, that's what's wrong with it. I don't think that's true. I feel like if you'd given me like my female version of Han Solo, I'd been so fucking into that that I don't even know how to handle it, and that's the point is it's like it's not that this movie is masculine, it's that this movie has so much more fucking soul in line with the original Star Wars series. For better or worse, because I I do think that we tend to look at the original Star Wars with such rose-colored glasses that we can't handle it anymore. That like it's got so much in line with just being like an adventure movie and having a fun time that I I was in there and I it was like it was like a breath of fresh air was blown up my asshole and I could hardly handle it. <laughs> it's like, so funny, I was, it was I like, felt
2: like, the exact same way about Last Jedi. Like Last Jedi was like oh there's like hope for this franchise. And, then guys, I, was and like, I, I guess I guess this.
0: that's like the thing we both agree that we hate. <laughs> what's happening yeah it's funny just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny because no it's exactly what it is i just wanted to be i want you know and i'm i you know i admit this like i go to the movies and like i see the new avengers movies and i'm like i'm not like oh god the avengers aren't innovating good god no i'm i'm fucking i had a good fucking time i was in it was an adventure and i had a, i went to the movies for two hours and was and was riveted with the story and, and that's like the fun thing and like the, the cast here is really really good i enjoy again yeah i want to learn i like I thought Sabacc was going to be so dumb because I was like, I know there's going to be like a Sabacc card it's like, God! And then like I'm <laughs> watching Lando and Han play Sabak and I'm like, oh, I really want to learn how to play that. Fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, how do they do that? And I guess, I guess like, for me, like I was also went in with such a negative view. The fact that this movie like was just even put together partially was like I had such low expectations, mm-hmm. and the fact that it it delivered. More of a pulse to me than the Last Jedi, the Force Awakens, or even to a lesser extent, Rogue One. The Rogue One did a cool, interesting thing on its own. I would argue that the Rogue One is my version of Star Wars going off and doing a new, cool thing versus the Last Jedi, which is, I think, is a dumb new thing, Um, or just at least a thing that's so obsessed with the old movies that it's not a thing. But God, Ben, Ben, I am really sorry. I am really just (laughs) that one was my bad. I'd I'd like (laughs) holy fuck.
2: It's all right, it's all right. I mean, I could, I could throw some bait out. This is the second worst Star Wars movie. There you go.
0: Oh, oh, oh okay. I'm giving it. No, no, no. I, I think that we, I think that we can. I, hey, we are adults, and we are like a hundred and what episodes into this podcast. We can disagree. We can disagree and you not you are, have like not have be the end about of it.
1: The overall direction of the franchise, yeah. but and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last Jedi for Last Jedi, Ben thought was a step in the right direction, whereas Ben for Jack was a step in the wrong direction, and vice versa on this one. For Solo, yeah. I don't. I, I mean,
0: I'm not calling this a step in the right direction. I'm saying it's like it's like the death knell before it finally dies. Uh, <laughs> like clearly, clearly, uh, this is not uh, going to be this the p- direction like, we like go that. in.
2: Like the day, like right before someone dies, they're like weirdly lucid, and you're like, "But they were so alive!" And then they're dead the next day. That's exactly know. what it is. <laughs> like, it's sure.
0: like, like, I'm like, I'm like, sure. There's like, I know that like this is not going to be the direction they go, in, like, obviously, it's the it's the underperforming, quote, yeah, unquote, it, it bombed, quote yeah. unquote, underperforming Star Wars. Like, fuck me, we'll never get anything like this again, and we'll go deeper into the, like the Last Jedi horrifying territory of making it some weirdly, like trying to create Star Wars into some form of like cultural under understanding and reckoning with the past whatever and I'm just not I'm not there, no, there no, no, going it if you have to <laughs> <laughs> all right and weirdly I would be
2: into solo too which is too bad I think like now that we're past all that stuff that we had to do like it was like oh maybe we could tell a new story with solo too but isn't it isn't it funny not. how
0: it just this movie needs more immediate res like that's all it needs really. Yeah, just a solo on an adventure. That's all I really wanted. Just right. Like, it, it didn't need. It, it, I didn't need to know like his grimy youth backstory.
2: Yeah, yeah, that his dad was like basically a Detroit car manufacturer. Like, okay, like what that's what I'm like. That? Do we need to throw in the fucking recession into this? Like, yeah. Even <laughs> I'm like, all right, come on. <laughs> Even. Uh, all right,
0: guys. Let that, uh, so the movie game podcast gives Solo a six out of ten. Oof. Woof, okay oh, Alright, you know what, that's good That's fine, that's good I, I, I'm glad that we had a, such okay a distinction that. here I, It's good, it's good I understand, I, it's true too, because I think Ben's right I think both Ben and I have no faith in Star Wars anymore For different reasons Yeah, isn't that interesting? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, me and Ben are at a party like Yes, no, the only thing we can agree on Is that you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, yeah we're,
2: we're, we're, We all agree that we burning down it's just how it's just what pushed <laughs> right, right, right right <laughs> me. All right
0: fuck me alright for the Movie King Podcast this has been Trevor Flynn bye Ben Haworth.
2: this Star Wars ship will never sink
0: <laughs> no <laughs> to another 20 years of Star Wars Ben oh god I'm so glad we have like a year
2: and a half I'm so glad I'm like I need a break me. <laughs> yeah me
0: too Bye! (laughs)